Hi, everyone. I'm Mayor Stumbo Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mellon, Vice Mayor. And this is our podcast, Women Are Here. <laughs> We're back. We're back. It's January. It's 2022. Or I was going to say it feels like 2020 part three. It's a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to, you know, that song, like Slim Shady, you know, Guess Who's Back. Oh yeah, guess who's back? I was gonna play it, but I couldn't find it in time. Anyway, happy 2022. It's been um the longest week of our lives. Um, I know. I last night was like inauguration was this week, the week that's still happening right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm almost unfrozen from Monday. (laughs) That was really rough. That was really (laughs) rough. And then I had to go stand in line with my daughter to get tested, COVID tested. We waited for 45 minutes. So it was like, it was a really cold day. A lot of outside time. Yeah. Yeah. We went to my team and I, we went to Peabody, as I told you with all like the leftover, um, (laughs) like hot cocoa, hot uh, cider, chai coffee from inauguration that we had left to Peabody. And we like popped up our trunk (laughs) in the car and like, we were just distributing like hot, all the drinks to the people in line in that line that was two hours long and around the block, which shouldn't have happened, but more on that later. But yeah, it was the longest line. Um, so yeah, it was a very cold day Monday. Uh, my mom and dad were just, my mom was still saying that was so awful. Like she didn't well, look happy that I was there. She didn't wear gloves. They, they literally, she couldn't open the hand warmer. No. I was thinking, did you see her struggling? She was right in my line of sight. And I was like, how is she not wearing gloves right now? And then I saw her struggling with the, um, the yeah. hand warmers. And I was like, do I get up and like help her? It was a, it was really a struggle for me. But I, like- I felt really bad. I really, I was like my mom and dad, like they were just cold, but the singer was amazing. James Isaiah. Um, oh, I know. He did the beginning uh, singing and then, uh, then he had to come back. <laughs> we were all freezing. And he, poor guy had the come. longest song. <laughs> like, love that song. <laughs> it's so long. Oh my gosh. But he did an amazing job. So glad it happened. But it's, it's been a really rough week, folks. Uh, so we'll start with some COVID updates. Uh, for the week ending Saturday, January 1st, there were over a thousand, about there were a thousand two hundred and twenty-four new confirmed Cambridge cases, which translates to a seven-day average of one hundred and forty-seven conferred cases per hundred thousand residents. Uh, we were identi- We were informed that this week uh, that ninety-six of the confirmed um, ninety-six are confirmed Omicron variant cases uh, among Cambridge residents. These these were identified through uh, genomic sequences sequencing and given national and statewide trends, our Cambridge Public Health Department assumes that now Omicron is now the dominant variant in Cambridge, uh, and you know that's that's also we are also seeing that our test positivity rate was six point three seven percent out of over uh, thirty. 1,872 tests of Cambridge residents. Uh, statewide, the test positivity rate is at 22%. 
Yeah, it's much higher. I was surprised that Cambridge, um, I mean, 6% percent is high, but I was surprised it wasn't higher than that. Uh, it does seem like we can continue to have the highest testing rates uh, in the entire Commonwealth. Um, so from January 2nd to 6th, over 7,000 tests were ad administered by the city operated sites. Uh, and that is about 2,000 tests per day for the first week of January. We had expanded the hours uh, and increased staffing to accommodate that higher demand that we saw prior to the holidays. And you know, there was a, there's a new system at Cambridge side. I don't know if anybody went on Monday night, but um, there's a, a different line reconfiguration to minimize congestion. And then we handed out N95 masks to people in line uh, to increase the safety for everybody. Cause you know, there's been a lot of conversation about how cl cloth masks just are not great um, against Omicron. Uh, and so the N95 masks, especially for inside have been recommended by our health department. So January 2nd and January 3rd saw the two highest testing numbers ever performed uh, since the city began offering testing. We also just started to do seven days a week testing at CIC Health in Kendall Square. And so a thousand, over a thousand tests were administered at that site um, from January 3rd to 6th. So if anybody's looking to make appointments, the CIC testing sites are now available for booking for January 9th, uh, which is Sunday through the 15th. You can, log, you can go and find all, all the information on the testing sites at cambridgema.gov slash testing. I think you got tested at CIC Health this week, right? And, and you get an appointment. So it's not like you stand in line, um, but it does book out a little bit further rather than going and being on demand, right? You did you did Is that where you were tested this week? Yeah. And those appointments, you know, they're coming out every Monday. Uh, and so they go really fast, but they're going to be available every Monday for that, fall, that following week. So... Um, I was tested Wednesday evening and um, I went, there was no line. It just, it was like, took me maybe less than five minutes to do it. Uh, and I got my results. I got my results this, or this morning. Like, um, well, they came out like I was sleeping. So the testing, there has been some testing delay um, or just getting the results back, but it was a pretty smooth process. I will say too, I was looking for somebody called me yesterday, like frantically looking for a testing appointment. And I just sat and refreshed the site. Yeah. And I was able to get one that evening for her, which, you know, it's kind of a pain in the neck, but um, if you, if you do have the time and you need a test, you can sit and refresh the site and appointments will pop up. Um, and then, you know, once you get the appointment, then you have, I think 20 minutes to actually fill out all the information. So um, just refresh the site if you don't see anything, but those do open up or those are open for next week at CIC Health in Kendall Square. Um, so we, had, I think there's some updates on kind of city stuff too. Yeah, we're taking at the city some measures. Um, there's going to be reduced uh, staff capacity levels allowed through January 28th in our office buildings. And our mask order has also been kind of strengthened to include additional locations with mass requirements, something I got a lot of calls around. We discussed this at the last council meeting was just folks in common areas and private residences. And so our masks, um, you know, wearing masks will be, um, you know, mandated uh, in, in certain settings. And so the mask order has been updated. Um, we also have some new restrictions related to city public meetings and indoor city events. Um, boards and commissions uh, meetings are moving back to all virtual 
the exception is city council meetings and committee hearings uh, will continue to be a mixture of a vote uh, and in person. And the same goes for school committee. So I just anecdotally, a city hall seems to have quite a number of, <laughs> of COVID positive cases right now. Yeah. So I'm glad that we're um, moving back down to the 50% staffing levels there. Um, it seems like our libraries are also having some issues around staffing. So uh, we just got an announcement last evening that the Central Square uh, branch on Pearl Street closed last night and will remain closed through Tuesday, January 11th and open for regular hours, hopefully on Wednesday, January 12th. And um, also we got a notice today that the Collins branch on Aberdeen Avenue will be closed today, uh, January 7th, and then the branch will be reopened for regular hours on January 10th. So it does seem like, I mean, just like all of you out there, your offices and your businesses are, are being hit hard by this Omicron variant. And we are no exception, but um, stay tuned and we'll continue to tweet out when those um, closures happen. Yeah. and. You know, this week was especially difficult for our schools um, and our families and our students and our to everyone. Uh, and, uh, you know, essentially, I'll give a little quick background, um, but, you know, the vice chair, Rachel Weinstein and I, we made a statement just saying, you know, <laughs> this was not how we wanted to start the year. Um, there was some, you know, there are a lot of errors made, I think, and I think we're trying to figure out what exactly happened. Uh, and for me, it's, I think, rec recognizing what happened and then trying to move forward um, from it. And so certainly there's a lot of conversations and there's a lot of debriefing happening um, with our health department, with our um, schools. And, you know, I do want to recognize that there are a lot of people working hard and it's not, I, I'm not, um, you know, I do want to acknowledge that because literally as soon as I learned that there was a plan to close Monday and Tuesday, um, and then I learned a little bit more about the plan, um, I knew that there were a lot of people who were talking about it, working on it through New Year's, through that, that whole week. Um, you know, I think in hindsight, there were things I wish been, could have done a little differently, uh, but um, you know, we, we're trying to figure out um, some of this and learn from this. So that's all I'll say for now. But uh, today was a snow day, uh, which I think <laughs> I'm glad there was a snow day <laughs> in some respects, because this is it's just been a I don't want to call it a dumpster fire, but it was it, it's just been a hard, hard week for everyone involved. Um, and I'll, I'll stop there. Well, yeah. And I, I guess I'll just add as a parent, as somebody who was experiencing it firsthand, it was um, it was really the the communication that was not coming from the public school department um, sort of on a very regular basis. There was just a lot of unknowns. And, you know, there, I have a million text threads of friend groups who are like, what's happening? You know, um, I didn't get an email. Are they going to send a text? Did they did they let all the positives know? Are we sending our kids back to school on Wednesday? So there was I think in a public health crisis, uh, especially something like this, just over communicating uh, is really the key, I think, to making sure that you've got, I think, you know, I will say that the one thing that was amazing, I mean, there were a lot of lines and people waited outdoors um, for a long time on Monday to get their kids tested, but it was just such an amazing show 
um, by the community to keep the rest of the community safe, right? Like if you think about people taking time out of their day to make sure that their kids um, were negative and could make informed decisions about sending them to school to keep everyone safe. Like when I think about it that way, it's like just so heartwarming. And I, I know that many of our um, staff members were just in awe of um, how the community kind of came together to keep the rest of the community protected and safe. But it's really for me around the communication piece, mm -hmm. it's gotta be strengthened moving forward um, to keep to keep parents and caregivers like really in the loop and on your side, right? Like we're, we're all doing this thing together. We're keeping our kids home Monday and Tuesday. We're all like scrambling for childcare, but you know, to not be communicated with while we're making those sacrifices is really, I think, for a lot of people, the, the tough pill to swallow. So moving forward. Yeah, and, the lines, and the lines too, you know, um, just the communication around the lines and, um, you know, Peabody, I think, as I said, at one point, there was a tweet that was like two hours was the wait. And I'm like, in this freezing cold for these kids to be out there, like, you know, I think we finally, there was a, a change made, um, but we're very late in the game. So anywho, yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I, the reason I put a statement out with Rachel was just to say, look, I'm sorry about all of this. I wish it never happened. And, you know, I'm vowing that we, you know, as you said, whether it's definitely communication, but other aspects do a better job while recognizing, you know, we are in this together and there was a, you know, there are a lot of people working hard and, um, but, you know, there I will were a say lot that, of challenges. I will say that that tweet that they tweeted out um, late in the <laughs> afternoon was in response to me being like, all right, people, you know, I'm yeah. hearing from my friends who are in the, in the line at Morse that it's like 15 minutes, but then I have friends who are in Peabody and it's over three hours and I'm at CRLS and I just got through 40 minutes that it just would be really helpful to communicate um, the wait times just so people could make important decisions as they set out to like stand in line. Like I would prefer to go to Morse, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, and then I think people were like, well, this information is so late. So it's, it's hard, you know, when you want to give out information and you want it to be timely. It yeah. just wants to be consistent. Absolutely. So anyway, all right, more on, on more on that later. But um, one of the things we have, a, we have a meeting on Monday night. So we, this is the first, uh, our first official meeting as the, the 2022-2023 council. And there's certainly some items on the agenda that we will talk about next Friday on this podcast. But one of the things I just wanted to let people know about um, that will be on the agenda as some late items is um, some updates on the city manager search, which I think everybody is very excited about thinking about what that looks like. And um, as we know, our current city manager, Louis DePasquale, is uh, his last um, month is in June. So in July, we will need a new city manager. So we have hired an executive search firm to help us with that process. And we will actually be looking to the council on Monday night um, to additionally hire some community engagement, some local community engagement firms to help us really get great feedback from our residents, from our small business owners, from our nonprofit organizations, all of the stakeholders here in Cambridge as we put together a leadership 
profile um, that will help inform which candidates actually apply for the job. So um, that's coming up on Monday night. There's more information on there about the two community engagement firms that we'd like to help enlist in this process. Both of them are located here in Cambridge. They both are very familiar and have worked with us here in Cambridge. And I'm really excited about uh, the dimension and the dynamics that they will bring to this process that I think um, is really the residents and um, stakeholders have really called for this time. We have a, a kind of a unique opportunity right now. Um, we've had the same style of city manager for the past several decades. And um, I think there's been a desire from not only the council, but the residents to really think about what does it, what does it mean to have a city manager in 2022? And what does that person, um, what does that person bring to the table? And it, it's really gonna be important that we hear from all of our community uh, stakeholders and, and residents on what what we want from a new city manager. So that'll be on the agenda on Monday night. We can certainly talk more about that next week uh, about the process and the timeline as well. Yes, so that'll be a big update and looking forward to that. We also have some upcoming events. We have the 47th annual Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Junior Day uh, virtual event happening on the 12th, 6 to 7.30. We'll be joined by Clint Smith, author of the New York Times bestseller, How the Word is Passed, A Reckoning with the History of Slavery Across America. We have virtual lecture and celebration of the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and he, the, the Clint uh, will sit in conversation with Dr. Paula Watson, uh, professor of history at Boston University. Uh, there's going to be a performance by Florida A. And then University's Gospel Choir. Uh, this is co-sponsored by my office, City Manager's Office, and the City of Cambridge Employees uh, Committee on Diversity. So it'll be virtual, and I'll share more information in the week ahead. So my husband just finished that book and said it was like absolutely required reading for every single resident of this country. So I'm really excited about that conversation, um, and I'm glad that he's done with the book. So now I can read it before um, this awesome looking event. I know I was just thinking next weekend is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And, um, you know, it's a, another year where we are not going to be gathering at City Hall and at the Y and uh, locations across yeah. the city to all kind of come together and, and volunteer as a, as a city. Um, right. So it's just like another COVID bummer that here we are almost two years later and into this pandemic. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that there's some other virtual um, events next weekend that we can get involved with. Yeah, I'll, we'll be sharing some info. So definitely. So, yeah, I think um, the, other, the other exciting event that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention is that there's a really fun looking book group for 11 to 14 year olds at the Cambridge Public Library. It's Books Not Binaries Reading Group. It's led by Hill Sachs, who's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite librarians. Um, they're leading a, a book discussion of a book called Anna on the Edge, which is a middle grade book about a 12 year old figure skater figuring out that she's non-binary. Uh, the book looks great. I just um, reserved it for my daughter and um, signed her up for the discussion, but it will be on February 2nd at 6 p.m. It's a virtual discussion, but if you don't know Hill um, and know their work at the Cambridge Public Library around LGBTQIA plus uh, books, uh, get to know them. And they're doing incredible work and in, in really providing a space for our, our young people to discover books um, 
and and really talk about them. So there's sign up on the Cambridge Public Library website, um, and I can tweet that out because I think it's going to be a really good one. Awesome, awesome. Well, what are you? Or is there anything you're doing for yourself this weekend? Um, you mean besides shoveling myself out? Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I actually, it's funny. I don't have anything to do and I'm really excited about it. So I'm going to read that book. I'm going to make some fires and maybe bake some things. Um, I've got a bunch of work to do, uh, for the Monday night meeting, which I didn't get to today. So that'll be, it's just, uh, it's actually nice to have a weekend where there's kind of nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah, What are you doing? You got some self-care? You know my address for cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Your cookies are really good. Uh, yeah, honestly, I've had a headache all week. And as I've told you <laughs> via, via every method, I'm like dodging COVID left and right. So I'm just, I think I'm going to hanker down and be home and, you know, stay well <laughs> uh, as long as I can. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the name of the game this, this January is just... Um staying safe, staying healthy. Um, it's going to be a rough couple of weeks folks, uh, for everybody. And, you know, I hope that you all stay safe, stay healthy. If you do need help getting, um, rapid tests, or if you need help making booster appointments, I know the, um, Cambridge health Alliance Somerville location is now taking appointments for those 12 to 15 year old boosters. Uh, Those were just approved. So they're starting on Monday. Uh, so get those booster appointments for your 12 to 15 year olds. But if, if anybody needs help, you can reach out to myself or Sumble. And if you have anything that you want us to talk about on this podcast, you can tweet at us. I'm at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N. And I'm at Mayor Siddiqui. So reach out to us. Let us know if you need anything. We're here to listen. And we hope that, you know, you s- just take care of yourselves during this uh, difficult uh, month that we have up going. And we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.